Everybody to Podden in Easy here on the Rogue Opinions podcasting feed. I'm your host for one of your hosts today, Scott McLeod, and we are here to talk about the finale, the epic finale of Ahsoka series one because they haven't said it, but you know there's going to be a season two. There can't not be, especially after the way this ended. Uh, like I said, I'm one of your hosts. We and joining me as always is the Hugh Yang to my Ezra Bridger. He is Carl Pierce. <laughs> Hello, yeah, I've been around for a very long time, so that does make sense. <laughs> yeah. And he's as he's brutally honest as you, Yag, sometimes. It's really, <laughs> really something. <laughs> and this is an episode that has divided some opinions within the Star Wars fandom, and joining us to talk about it. I hope you haven't got any chips out, because this man's about to piss all over them. He's going to rain down upon them, much like Thrawn Star Destroyer. He's Reese Saunders. Hello, everybody. No, I'm a man. I am a man of realism, Scott. Okay, I am a man of uh, taste. I am a man that will say his opinion, and if you don't like it, then eat your pissy-filled chips. Although <laughs> <laughs> well, you say you're a man of realism, your favorite episode of the series so far was when Ahsoka went to a magical realm where she saw her dead master. Let's not get bogged down with who liked what and who didn't. Okay. <laughs> So you guys feeling? I mean, I know we spent 15 minutes talking before we went uh, on air, but I like to let the people know how you guys are doing. How are you feeling, Crow? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Thank you very much. That's it. Not, nothing much to add to that. <laughs> a man of mystery is Carl Pierce with a few words, which isn't really good on an audio format. Reece, no, he's not. Here to, no, no, here to no, add Carl. anything. Yeah, no, Carl's not happy. Carl's really sad because something happened yesterday to his beloved Man United. It's funny. It wasn't yesterday. It was t- it was Tuesday. I, t- time, time is all relative <laughs> because <of> Man United <laughs> loses Carl. They lose every day. But no, That's true. Um, That's true. <laughs> no, I'm good, thank you. Um, I, I have had a very... heavy day emotionally. I went to visit the... Obviously, people are aware that me and my fiance are having a baby in six weeks' time. We're going to see the uh, the ward where she's going to be born, and it, it's something that I'm going to have to be in charge of a little human being. And y- yeah, yeah, it's it's a fun time. How are you, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm doing all right. Work is bullshit because I'm having to cover for somebody else as well who's away for two weeks, and then. Uh, I need to get some stuff done so that my boss can approve it because she's going to be gone for two and a half weeks starting next week. So that's all great. Uh, so you're uh, in the prostitution on your own that week. Fucking hell, Scott. God, I can't even sit down while I'm recording this. My arse is just too raw. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not uh, It might shock you to know that I've actually watched some football recently. I know I don't strike you as the type that I've tried to tune out of the football discussion, but I watched half of a football game last week. Shut up. Yeah. Were you first? Well, what did you it? watch? What game? Well, I, was, I was around watching, I was around Paul South recording an episode of our show, and then we came into the front room and his fiance was watching the Tottenham Hotspur's Liverpool game, and so we just sat down and watched the second half with him, 
And because they were cheering Tottenham Hotspur, I don't know why uh, I cheered Tottenham because they were doing it. And then we all sat around and laughed as Liverpool scored an own goal. That's not funny. That's hurtful. <laughs> that because it was they were robbed. Thank you very much, Scott. Were, Still that, pretty that, funny. Yeah, you so might be more of a friend than ever with this <laughs> new found hatred of Liverpool. <laughs> just, just a question though. So obviously, you and you, you and your friend were talking about wrestling, yeah? Uh, yeah. And the fiance, I'm assuming it's a, it's a woman. She was watching the football. His name is Brian. Oh, he, oh, it's, oh, sorry. I'll take back what I was saying. Then I'm sorry. I thought it was. I thought it's a. I apologise. I was going to say. So the two men were, were talking about wrestling while the female was watching football. I apologise. Fucking race being all old-fashioned and everything. Oh, women's and, football is a myth. I mean, I mean, if you've ever, if you've ever met Paul, he's definitely the woman in that relationship, and he owns that. So I've got uh, I've got two brothers that are, that are gay, and one of what yeah. So one of them is like a, you, if you met him, you wouldn't realise he was, and the other one is so girly, it's unbelievable. But it's brilliant. I mean, it's hilarious. <laughs> see, I didn't know Paul was gay before he, he told me, and people have asked said like, "Why have you not seen how he dresses?" Like, yeah, but he's also a bit of a goth, so I just didn't bat an eyelid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, you wouldn't realize one of my brothers is gay, but the other one, it's um, at my my uncle's dad uh, asked me a um, he saw me at the Albion, he asked me a question. He went, Right, so I went, Yes, Dave. He went, Is your brother Jack gay? I went, Yeah, did you not know? Have you not seen him? <laughs> <laughs> and he went, Oh, no, no, he just I just thought it, you know, he looked a bit girly. I went, yeah, because yeah, <laughs> 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 I, I didn't know how to respond to this, but nah, they're, they're both lovely in their own way, and I uh, would not swap them for the world. Oh. Yeah, okay, the Dalek Star Wars, so I would actually swap them for that, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I got a cousin who's gay, and literally everyone in the family knew it except his mum, and he only. <laughs> properly came out like five or so years ago and then so she's going around and like god you'll never believe what what kevin said he won't listen to this but you'll never believe what kevin told me and we all do like oh you, you don't say wow wow that's big news that yeah <laughs> yeah that, that was like jack so jack jack was oh jack's the one that's um the 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 one that's the most obvious gay person you've ever met in your life um he, he, he phoned me i was i was on a break at work and he phoned me he went brace i've got something to tell you i went Oh, you know, cool, cool. He went, um, I'm gay. And I went, and the grass is green. <laughs> <laughs> and he went, what do you mean? I went, you're really telling me that you're gay, man. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> I've known you've been gay since you were five years old. <laughs> As you can tell, Ruger Payne's very much supports the LGBT community. <laughs> oh, we do. That's <laughs> lovely people. Oh, I, I, I don't think I've got any gay family members as far as I know, but I, I'm very well acquainted with some gay people. So, best night out of those the best night out I've ever had was in uh, the gay village of Birmingham. What a oh, it was great fucking evening! Oh. Canal, Canal Street's an amazing night out. I've done that a few times. Oh, it's a, it's, it's, Just, it's it's incredible. The amount of free drinks I got that night. <laughs> 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 Obviously, they knew I was straight, but we still having such a great time, and it was—I oh, was brilliant. 
And um, I, I, me and my mates went down there again for like a couple of nights out. And yeah, and even they were saying, yeah, we need to come here more often. And then COVID happened and then we all had children. <laughs> you know, life sucks and then you die. That <laughs> <laughs> famously said. <laughs> oh, it's very true. It's very true. Ah. Uh. Now watch as we very harshly, like a Fast and Furious movie, harshly U-turn to the subject of Star Wars. Hey, didn't, wasn't the Ahsoka finale great? Let's talk about it. <laughs> it as well, it's in the title of the episode. Uh, episode 8. Oh, the Lord, the Witch, the, the Je- Yeah, the Jedi, the Witch, and the Warlord. <laughs> Which honestly, that title, they could just rename Ahsoka to that, the entire series that, and it would still fit. That's pretty much been the through line of this series so far. Yeah. Uh, Directed by Rick Fumaya, uh, who's been a part of the main like production crew as of the last series of Mandalorian. He directed the last three episodes of Mando season three. And so he did this. Dave Filoni wrote it as he has all the episodes. And we pretty much, this is pretty much the uh, culmination of the try to stop Thrawn. We have the opening where Thrawn's seemingly ready to go. We have this, I, I went on a minute or so too long, I thought this bit between um, the Knight sisters and Morgan Elizabeth, where they basically give her this witch's magic, and by that I mean they make her eyes a bit darker. Uh, and then they give her the the sword, the sword of Talzin. Well, they reference to Mother Talzin from from Clone Wars. Uh, they help bring back Darth Maul. And you know, typical witchy stuff. I think it was just to explain why Morgan Elizabeth could uh, square up to square up to Ahsoka later on in the episode. Oh, yeah, it was just it was just to give like a give her a, a weapon so you know she could fight um a light you know against a lightsaber I guess I don't know what all the stuff they they did to her face is all about to be perfectly honest <laughs> but we know from the episode of Mandalorian that she could she could hold her own with Ahsoka Tano because she had that big sort of boa metal boa staff thing didn't she and she <laughs> fended her, she fended her off for a while with that so we know we know she's capable. Yeah, I was, like, she had a... I was sorry. I was going to say, was that the same woman who fought um, Ahsoka in the Mandalorian? Mm, Again, so, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's, but to to, to do the the facing, yeah, it was incredible. The fact that they've given this unlimited power for loyalty, they give her Mother Talzin's sword, which is a great throwback to the Clone Wars, and I. And I like the little sort of thing with when she when basically Thrawn says go and fight. She's, she doesn't say for the Empire. She just says for Dathomir. Mm-hmm. I like that little character uh, mm. development for her. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that she wasn't capable. I think it was just the, showing the sword. The sword obviously is imbued with some sort of magic that allows it to, to fend off like the lightsaber. Because when she was dealing with Soka before, she had a Beskar spear. We've seen how Beskar is basically impenetrable to most things in the Star Wars, including lightsabers. So it's just a case of like, not that she's not capable of fighting with I meant so that she has the right weapon to take on Ahsoka. Yeah. And Obviously, the Night Sisters rewarding uh, Morgan for managing to hear their messages and find a way to to them. And we also see as part of this deal that later on that the Night Sisters basically are going with Thrawn. So really the Night Sisters play a bigger part in Thrawn's overall plan later on. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that, actually. I thought they'd probably stay behind. So mm-hmm. that was uh, something that caught me off guard a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Because obviously, when we see, the, when also we'll talk about the ending when we get there. But it all made sense in that regard when we, when we see where they end up, and also what the cargo actually is. Because I was still mm-hmm. trying to pick pick my mind up what it was, and it's 
pretty obvious again with these. We'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah, and I did like this little interaction between uh, Morgan, I believe it was here, Morgan, Thrawn, and Enoch, where he tells them they expect to TIE fighters to intercept uh, Soka and the, the group. And, you know, Morgan's like, oh, we're all ready to go. Like, we shouldn't engage. And he said, well, I've seen too many uh, generals underestimate the rebels. Even I fell victim to the efforts of one sole Jedi, which is basically going back to how easily that the rebels were able to get the better of the Empire more often than not in rebels. And the fact that Ezra, through summoning the, the Purgle, was able to defeat him. So, totally again, showing the brilliance of how smart Stone is. Like, I'm not underestimating anyone ever again. Yeah, it sort of makes him more dangerous than ever because now he, he now he realizes he he can't underestimate his enemy whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Well, let's. I'm not being normal with this. I, I, Ezra didn't really beat Thrawn. He just moved him. <laughs> I mean, for me, yeah. it's true. Thrawn, Ezra had to kill Thrawn, which he didn't. He just kept him alive, and Thrawn bided his time. That's yeah. all. He did. Uh, they moved him from a to a less populated universe where there was less people from to potentially harm, and I think Ezra says later on that it became too unsafe for him to engage Thrawn because Thrawn was in contact with the Night Mothers, and as we see the way they're able to reanimate the Stormtroopers, it was too much for him to take on by himself. Possibly. <laughs> but speaking of Ezra, we see him on Ahsoka's ship making. Traveling along with the the group, the, the little, little creatures, which I still can't remember the name of. I should have looked that up before I started. But they were going not, along. Not, not, I don't Some idiots. That's what they are. Idiots. <laughs> Space turtles. Walking, walking <laughs> hermit crabs. Walking hermit crabs. That's what they are. Uh, sounds like a weird euphemism. Oh. The other night, no, and that, no, came, no. Back the, came back from the stand with that walking hermit crabs. <laughs> yeah, there we are. Keep going. All Glaswegians as we call them in England. Sorry. They. I've thrown him off now. Bastards. He doesn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, bastards. You absolute bastards. <laughs> They're on the ship, and Ezra, along with you, Yag, is making a brand new lightsaber. And. Yang is annoyed at him because he's not listening to him. Like, I've been making lightsabers for hundreds of years. Like, you're you're missing everything up. I got everything exactly the way I want it. And then they, they mention Kane and Jarrus, and Yang admits that he helped them crazily do it back when he was still called Caleb Dune. And he gives them this little piece of the handle, which makes his, the lightsaber that Ezra creates looking looks similar to Kane and Jarrus' lightsaber. A little emotional one. And again, the other main reference to Kane other than that name drop back in episode five. Yeah, that, that was a lovely thing to see. And also, I liked the little time that he was trying to make the lightsaber too narrow because that, that was a criticism of the of some idiot fans saying that the lightsabers were too narrow in Rebels. And I like that little <laughs> time joke. But yeah, it's nice to, to see the fact that he had only one piece left and it were, it, were, it was on Kane and Jarrus' lightsaber. He had the, another one for it. And he just... It was a nice little tie-in, and I did, as you said, a little bit emotional, and it was it was a lovely scene to see. Uh, yeah, it really was. I can't, couldn't agree more. Yeah, uh, this lightsaber is blue because he's basically just passed on his green one to Sabine, who uh, just disappears during this moment and goes to talk to Ahsoka, and 
I think as Sabine, as the moment where Sabine kind of mentions or he admits that she's kind of, that she has fucked up because she really has a lot of this, as we've mentioned before, is her fault. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. not not destroying the map and everything. But then they admit, well, we've never seen Ezra again. Had they not done it, and I do like the it will nod to Yoda when she asks if you get up your train goes, I try. That's so he looks at her. <laughs> I do, I do. And I'm actually wearing a t shirt with Yoda now. It has that same catchphrase on it. So <laughs> oh, nice. And then it's basically has to tell it, listen, being a Jedi is not about wielding a lightsaber. Is it? Like, yeah. <laughs> it yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool says. He says, <laughs> he says that you need to train your mind as well as your body. No, listen to the force and everything. Uh, which is really oh, shut up, silly preacher. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're forced back inside as they start taking fire from from the from the tie fighters. And also that great tie fighters. You should imagine oh, that great shot with the noise of the tie fighters as Thrawn standing. The camera pans back as the tie fighters go past them. Yeah, yeah. Just shows how badass he is. Like he's mm-hmm. just, I, I think he's very quickly became probably my second favorite Star Wars villain. Very mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah. Very intense. I think, yeah. And I love it. Yeah, I think he's only gonna further keeping the people, even if you didn't see him before in Rebels or anything, anything else. But I think he's gonna quickly like, crawl into. People subconscious as one of the greatest like Star Wars villains because I'm sure before those two like Avengers films there are a lot of people who weren't in comics who didn't know who Thanos was and now everybody knows who Thanos is after those two movies. Yeah, uh, no, I mentioned Thanos because I'm going to make another comparison to Thanos later on. But Ezra and so get to go under the ship to keep it afloat using the Force while Sabine and Yuan try to fix it. And so we decide we're going to use what last bit of energy basically almost kill ourselves to take out the two TIE fighters and basically just launches themselves right at the TIE fighters which, clips, which takes them out but crashes the ship now Sabine we've watching WWE that night before so we just thought a double clothesline would be a good that's idea that's it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's what it was but no it was just really it was really stupid just to think alright I'm going to crash the ship but then you know full well that they're going to be absolutely fine because obviously being two main characters of Hu Yang and Sabine they're never going to die because you're just thinking oh well that's just shit then uh I do love the bit where Sabine is casually walking back towards them. You can see Hugh Yang in the background just staring at the ship so to say, like, the fuck have you done? <laughs> it's going to be me who has to fix that. And, uh, and the Glaswegians. They're going to help fix it as well. <laughs> yeah. They're good at building ships. We've got, we've got decades of building <laughs> ships under our belt. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I, no, no, I'm not even sorry. I'm going to keep referring to them as Glaswegians because that's what they are. <laughs> I mean, we built ships that worked, you know, unlike Belfast. They made one ship that sunk and they've run that for years. <laughs> yeah. But then, so the throne hears that the ship's crashed, but also hears, that, judging by his the reports and the fact they've not heard in that the, the TIE fires have been taken, it goes, well, they're going to try and come at us from the ground, but they'll be slowed down, so. You know, it's an acceptable loss. Well, no, we know they're coming, but they know that it's going to take them longer to get to, so he's not entirely worried about it. He prepares us 
a squad of uh, night troopers to to engage them when they get there. And so how do they choose to get there while well, Hugh Yang and the Glaswegians are affected? They decide to ride those little CGI wolf slash ratty looking creatures towards it. Yeah, they get there pretty quick as well. Yeah, they do, don't I, I, they? I, 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 that was Gendry levels of bad when Gendry ran from where they were dying in seasons. This is season, this is Game of Thrones. Gendry ran the full length of the north of Westeros to get to the wall in like half an hour. It was bullshit. <laughs> oh, it's, funny how things, it's funny how things that are far away take ages to get to in earlier episodes of seasons. You can suddenly get there in five minutes when the plot needs it. <laughs> Daenerys got Daenerys flew from the south of Westeros to the north in about twenty minutes on the dragon. Absolute bollocks. Well, also dragons so, are much uh, faster than any other form of transportation. Well, let's not get bogged down with what's quick and what's not. They're both missing. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just waiting for that moment where somebody shows up dramatically. Like, How did you get here so fast? The plot demanded it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 But yeah, and these poor creatures clearly very fast land mammals to to get them there so fast. Those poor creatures then end up getting rained upon because the star destroyer just starts raining fire down on them. Yeah, but have you noticed that they magically miss them? Oh, mm-hmm. Oof. again, it's like it's like these are three main characters who can't be killed or hurt. It, it is very very convenient, isn't that? I think a very dull finale to even get inside the fortress before they died. I mean, no, I get that at the same time, but then, uh, yeah. I mean, I've I've played like I, I'm gonna say I've played Call of Duty and all that crap, and I've had things flying at me and shot at me, and I die immediately from the impact of it. They don't no, even need fall. to get better. <laughs> we, we need, they they need to get better. Oh, shut up! It's hard, but no, but they <laughs> they fall down, and all they do is oh, let's go this way. Oh, let's go this way. We're not going to fall off. Ooh, even though we're being pelted by fucking lasers and rockets, silly bollocks. Hmm. <laughs> yes, because the Star Wars franchise has really made its name up on realism. But I can't joke about you, ecology. I can't joke about ecology. I die in games all the time. Oh yeah, no, I've I, I'm now doing games. I just dying. I mean, I I did a I was playing Batman Arkham Arkham Knight, and I tried to do like a no death run. I failed miserably. I died. I died like I, I died fifty percent through it. Picks me off. At least it's I, not like back in my day when I was gaming as a youngster. When you when when you died, you had to start right from the beginning of the first level. At least I, a lot of the time on new games, you, you only have to start like five minutes from when you, where you died from, or even a couple. You know, even a couple of minutes if you've got auto save. Yeah, or checkpoints. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Didn't, didn't have that in the early days. You're f- if you used up your five lives, you're fucked. I <laughs> know oh, it, it was really annoying when playing PS2. You had to have a memory card. You'd have a memory card. You'd mm. do one level. Oh. You'd have all level. That was the worst. That was. I, I, I missed the fa- I missed the fact that we haven't we don't have that. You can't take that memory card out of the game. Like here's all my save stuff. I'm gonna plug into your PlayStation. Then we're gonna pick up where I left off. Bring that back. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck your weirdly shaped PS5s. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> You leave my PS5 alone. She's a gentle oh, soul. I wouldn't <laughs> want to fuck your PS5. I don't know where it's been. Anyway, yeah, I, I 
when I play when I play games, I always put them down to a lower setting so I can get used to the controls, and then I'll go back through it on a harder level once I know where everything is. But there was one game. I, there was one game where I kept getting. You just play them easy all the way through. Go look, I completed on the hard. You liar! <laughs> no, I go back. I'm anyway. I'm shy. I just stick to the easy levels. I can't be I can't be asked doing hard and whatnot. Fuck it. <laughs> anyway, I, I chose the easier setting. There was a level where I did not get caught, and I kept getting caught. And so the game kept reminding you, saying, "Oh, if if you're having issues on this level, consider switching to an easier setting." Like I'm on the easier setting. Why are you mocking me, video game? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, talking of like people, uh, looking at earlier on when we said about the Knights as going with Thrawn, we see that Thrawn, even how blatantly was saying like, yeah, we'll let Sabine go and we'll probably send people after her. I don't care if those two mercenaries ever make it back. And then he just, we think, oh, well, he, he cares a little bit about Morgan else, but like, nope, he's just like, we can't allow them to interfere. So basically, they stare at each other and basically he's like, he's trying to tell without really saying it, like, Basically, I need you to stay behind and die so I can go home now. I'm going to take the other spooky witches with me, but you're going to die here. Yeah, he basically tells us we're not quite ready. We need a we need we need a bit more time. So you, you need to hold them up a bit more. This, this is what makes him so sort of so badass and scary because he's just so cold. He, you know, he's prepared to sacrifice anything for the cause. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's amazing. No, he genuinely is. I said he's just the. He's amazing. I, I said my second favorite Star Wars villain. Yeah, and I've watched like all the Star Wars shit and all that, but he's just calculating and cold. I think he's worse than Palpatine in terms of how cold and calculating he is. Mm-hmm. And Palpatine was pretty mm. with what he did. I mean, you look at the comments. But he's on a par. He's on a par with him if he's if he's not worse. Mm-hmm. I, as I said, I think I said in the early episode, he's the only alien Palpatine actually respected because Palpatine's a massive xenophobe mm-hmm. and hating different races and alien and all the thing. But he he's the only one who rose up to any form of power in the Empire. Was Thrawn? But Thra- Thrawn would have probably left Anakin to die on the planet. To be fair, so. <laughs> oh yeah, of course he would. I mean, yeah, no, yeah, he would. <laughs> Thrawn, Thrawn's just a bastard. Did did Thrawn authorize the the, the attack on Mandalore? No, or was that just a Moff Gideon thing? Oh, that's a Moff thing. No, uh, so Moff Gideon was the one who just carpet bombed Mandalore. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. the, the whole thing with him and Book Down were like, oh, you give me the dark saber, I'll leave the player alone. And then he got the dark saber and he just did it anyway. I mean, I would as well, so. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it, it's Book Down's fault for really believing anything he, yeah. he was saying. Never trust hmm. anybody who works for an evil empire. That should be a lesson. Says the people who like Disney shows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Just, we'll never get their sponsorship if you say stuff like that. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go talk about things on Prime. Amazon have also never done anything wrong. <laughs> no, Jeff Bezos is a clean, clean man. Well, he looks, as, in he looks like, as in he looks like Mr. Clean. <laughs> he's, he looks he looks like the human a human form of Dobby <laughs> the master has given Dobby a suck with next day delivery <laughs> <laughs> oh brilliant brilliant 
I'm far too proud of that. Uh, no, that's amazing. I, I, be, I'd be proud of that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Frustratingly, we need to get back on track. And Okay, I don't know if this is going to annoy some people, let's say, but basically, Ahsoka, all three of them managed to use, are using the Force to open the door, including are they, Sabine. Are, they, are all three? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the only real, the only real point in this episode we can really prove that uh, Sabine really did anything with the Force was the lightsaber. Because really, you, you can't tell that the other two aren't just really compensating for her in this moment. Yeah, no, that, I think they. I think I think that's. I think this is just Ahsoka and um, Ezra opening the door, and Sabine just going, "Oh, I'll put my hand up and help." <laughs> yeah, basically, let's go and let her have a go. She's that one that goes, "Look, look, I'm helping. I'm this." <laughs> yeah, you just go. No, you pissed your pants again. <laughs> go on, let her have a go. Let her have a go. Let her pretend she's a Jedi. Go on. It's like it's like when there's three or four of you trying to lift them up really heavy, and you know only two of you have got all the weight. <laughs> have got all the weight, nah. it, and the others nah. are just standing. <laughs> no, nah, no, 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 no. Speed's <laughs> the one who is directing the people who's holding the heavy. Yeah. Going, oh no, put it over there. You fucking put it over there again. You stuck tell me where to put it. I'm carrying it. It's going here. No, no, it doesn't fit there. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> if this was, was friends, she'd be like, Ross, you pivot. Pivot. So they get nice again. And I love this, this point here. Especially just for that one moment that's being gifted all over Twitter of the moment where all three of them have their lightsabers all in different colours, but the night troopers are coming at them and Sabine manages to use her blaster more effectively than the lightsaber and Ahsoka basically tells her to use the blaster because yeah. you can see blaster. she's struggling. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's the moment where the night sisters, even from afar, are using their magic and it seems like they're just taking them out all very easily. You go to walk up the stairs and then all the night the night troopers just start slowly rising up again. And the scene from here where they try to go up the stairs and try and hold them off is very much like something out of a zombie movie. Almost reminds me of a bit of that Game of Thrones one when... Um, um, the Mountain. Oh, no. Um, Jon Snow, Snow is on the boats and they're sailing, yeah. the, and they're sailing yeah, yeah. away. And the Night King just rises all the, all the people up that that they've slaughtered. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that was, I remember just watching that, I remember going, oh, yay, and then something <laughs> down, something down on me just went ping, like, I don't know what that was. But, um, yeah, that was a, was a brilliant moment. But yeah, this was just incredible. I said, all coming through with the different lightsaber colours was grey, and then, yes, so excited to be, you shit, you should go. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it now, you're just going to hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah, you're open. You're just in the way. Just use your guns and let us deal with it. Let the let the adults do it. <laughs> I will say as well, Ezra though for not having well, the lightsaber for what ten years did very well again, which is another thing that baffles me that they have they don't wield the lightsaber for that long and yet still are just masters with it. it. Annoys me. Well, I think again it's because it's not about being like she said it's not about wielding a lightsaber and as we seen this the scene with Shin he's being able to further master the force in his time away so maybe he's gotten so strong at this point with the force that he doesn't need to have trained it's just second nature at this point to pick up a lightsaber yeah but scott i'm good at football i didn't play for three months i had a fucking mare on monday <laughs> yes well the force didn't help you fucking kick a ball did it oh i was shit 
<laughs> it's been three months, not ten years. <laughs> but could you grow a beard as glorious as the one Ezra has? It's getting there. <laughs> yes, it's in a research and development phase. <laughs> I just can't grow at the sides. It's really annoying. <laughs> I can't. I can't grow anything in the middle. You know, like Robert Parrish used to have what they called the gravy dribble. <laughs> so I can't. I can't grow. I can't grow that because nothing will grow in that little bit there under me. It's well, I'm, well weird and annoying. See, I'm the opposite. My, my, my mustache and my, my bit, like the goatee bit, I can grow that perfectly. Yeah, my chin and my my mustache is, you know, profound. Whereas the side of my thing, if I let it grow out, it just looks like I've sticked like a few pubes on my face. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. And the worst thing is, I've got a, I've got a mole on my face. It's hairy. So <laughs> that, that, that mm. just go great. That's wonderful. That's good. <laughs> so I have to shave that. That's just oh, it looks horrible. Thank you, Scott, for making me all self-conscious about my beard. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Prick. <laughs> anyway, they managed to just, like shut their doors on a group of the, the night troopers, which manages to hold them off temporarily. Because uh, there's a point where they're, they're fighting them off before they shut the doors, and there's another set coming in a different corridor, and mm. then they get confronted by Morgan Elsbeth. So Sabine basically tells somebody to go on without her, and they two engage in a a duel with the the sword, and everything, which which this Oka then has to fucking run away from. Because the night troopers have gotten through the, gotten through the door, and I do love that. There, even for Ahsoka, there's a moment of pang when she realizes that the numbers are very much against her. Yeah, I, I, I would put Morgan, Morgan Elsbeth versus Ahsoka probably is. It was a great duel. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting yeah. much from that, but that it was a really. She really, she really moved really well as well. Uh, Morgan Elspeth, she's the actress who plays is obviously trained um, really hard to to get that down. Yeah. Also, point of noting that she broke Ahsoka's second lightsaber as well. Mm. Oh yeah, that that was a defining moment. I mean, you look at he wasn't it wasn't I so couldn't really focus on it because she went obviously went up to the one, but you see the look of panic in her in her eyes. Where she mm-hmm. where she breaks the one and she realizes, oh shit, I've got to fight with one now again. And the last time she fought with one, she got absolutely battered by Bale on Skull. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, I, I loved it. I think it was just a really fast paced and mm. I think it went a perfect amount of time as well. I don't think it dragged out. And obviously mm-hmm. we know the conclusion of it. Obviously uh, Ahsoka kills Morgan Elsbeth, which makes me sad. Because I really Morgan Elsbeth grew on me through the series. Yeah, same here, actually. And also, I, didn't think uh, much, I didn't think much of her from her time in The Mandalorian, but yeah, she became quite a decent character in this. Also, I have to like the name Morgan, because it's my daughter's name as well. So, you know. that, and there's that. <laughs> Just make sure your door doesn't also fall in with witches. It's a slippery slope from there. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> but thing with Morgan Elder, I don't think they even really revealed our name fully until, until Ahsoka because I think they just called her like the Magistrate yeah, or whatever. Yeah, they did, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Mando. And apparently the actress's name, I can't remember, apparently she's the goddaughter of Bruce Lee. Oh, right. I found out. No, no, no wonder she was fucking badass then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, it was, it was, I, I think it was, it was a really well-paced duel, as I said. It didn't go too long and... 
unfortunate circumstance of Morgan dies. But is she actually dead, or do you think she'll come back with not being the Night Mother stuff, or do you think she's actually not, dead? I'm not there? too sure, because even uh, Night Mother said uh, Morgan Salvas is dead, so I think uh, that probably is it for her. Uh, it's a shame. She, 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 she was a good character, very good character. I do love like the sword that she's using. Like you see the green flames coming off it, and yeah, like you said, the moment where she cuts down lightsaber. I'm in, I'll be interested to see like when we see Ahsoka again if she'll rebuild a new lightsaber or she'll go ahead from there on with just one. And yeah, kind of the full on just like so, so just a slasher along, not really grab it, just a slasher along the stomach area, and she just kind of falls, which that was really cool the way she died. But Ahsoka. <laughs> Yeah, do you see made the lightsabers actually look dangerous again? <gasps> mm. and but then, obviously, no, talk about, but you, I know Scott, you said about Ahsoka making a second lightsaber. I don't think she does. She actually has the Sword of Tals in there. So do, does she wield the sword, or does she have? I said, does she actually build another lightsaber? Because it would be weird seeing Ahsoka with just one blade. Yeah, I think because I think a fighting style would probably require, unless she changes the fighting style, I think it requires having the two lightsabers because that's how Anakin sort of trained her from from a from a certain point. So she might she'd probably have to find a you know a whole new different style of of fighting if she only wielded one going forward. Yeah. Plus, if she did build one, it wouldn't be white because. Thing is, like red, lightsabers go red because the Kyra crystal is forced to like bleed, and apparently the only way you can make a, a lightsaber Kyra crystal white is to help then purify a formerly red lightsaber. And Ahsoka, as of now in the Star Wars universe, is the only person that's been seen to have a white lightsaber. So unless you can find an, another red Kyber crystal, she'll probably have like two different colors of lightsaber. Because mm, <laughs> Ahsoka with the white lightsaber is just it's just perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know she had a blue one briefly, like season seven of uh, of the Clone Wars. But I, I keep thinking of her either having green or white. I don't even think of her having any other colors. Because the white yeah, one, especially when we seen, especially when we seen them, like in that opening scene of the Mando, so she was there just and they just looked badass. Well, no, because because the blue ones, what Anakin gave her, weren't it? And then she fights mm-hmm. Maul with the blue lightsabers, and then Vader and Anakin find. Well, I say Vader and Anakin, because if you look at the the mask, uh, it's Anakin's eyes like Vader's when he finds Ahsoka's lightsaber in the graves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. It, it would it'd be cool she'd have, if she had blue and white, I'd be happy with that. That could be interesting. Yeah. Ahsoka, the Western Ridge Albion fan, Carl. <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, we have uh, Ezra and Sabine are held off by these two slightly bigger, more imposing night troopers with a, a darker like armor on them, and they just seem like can't be. So like one of them gets his like helm, the, the front part of their helmet cracked, but they're still going. You kind of see some like decaying, some like zombie look breaks through the helmet, and so but Sabine finally manages to use the force to get the lightsaber and basically just stabs the guy right through the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> I hate um, I hate this with a passion. Why is that? Oh, all right. So she has shown no ability with the Force at all during the whole series, yeah? She has shown she can't move anything. She can't do anything with the Force. And now, magically, she can. Absolute pisses me off. 
And it's not just it's not just this. They've done it a lot with Star Wars. They've made so Ray going back to episode six, seven. I know it's Ray. I'm going to pick on it and all that, but Ray was able to use a lightsaber and fight Kylo Ren, who is proficient with lightsaber dueling, and she manages to beat him. Even though she's never had a lightsaber in her life. Um, there's been quite a lot of it, and it's really, really pissing me off. With it's it's not just Star Wars films; it's quite a lot of films that the that the the hero who shows no sign of power is now all powerful and could do the shit that everyone else could do. It really annoyed me. And I, if if this is the downer on it, this is my only downer on it. It's and then obviously going forward, she she's able to th- fucking use the force to throw Ezra. How she managed that already angered me really really annoyed me took me out of the show completely at that point i mean i think you can assume ezra did most of the work on the push so that's why i said the only real example is that you can show for seven that she's definitely using the force on her own is that lightsaber and even then it took her a while to actually get it to move towards her because it kept coming between the lightsaber and her and as she looks like she's losing consciousness before the lightsaber finally moves and i like the fact because it's green the lightsaber just moving slow in the ground just put me in mind of Obi Wan summoning Qui Gon's lightsaber, but that's just me. But I can understand why, <laughs> even though I believe that you know everything that they've told you about the season, like she's going to find some way to use the Force in the finale somehow. I didn't know how, but I knew she was going to do something with the Force. So I can't, you can't entirely be surprised that they did this. Yeah, I mean, for me, it didn't anger me like it did with Reese. It is a bit of a cliche that. All films, as we say, all films and programs do when um, somebody all of a sudden can use that weapon they couldn't use just ten minutes ago, or um, yeah, they they can't, they don't, they seemingly don't have this power, and then all of a sudden it's there when they kind of need need it most. But at least there is, a, like Scott says, at least there is a bit of a struggle. She doesn't just. Put a hand down it straight into her hand. There is there is a few seconds of struggle as she's trying to use the force to bring the lightsaber in, into her hand. I get no, I get, I get that point of view, but it's a, it just I say it's a not just this though, and also in my feelings that Sabina did not the best. I don't really like mm. her as a character, and it just I think that's a far nail in the coffin for the fact that oh when she needs to use it the most, oh she can magically do it now, and. Uh, and also, they're proficient, they're actually proficient with the lightsaber as well. How? How? Well, I wouldn't call her proficient. She still struggled earlier on in the scene. But after after this, she go, they, obviously they go to the top and she starts killing fucking night troopers like it's nothing. It really, it just really annoyed me. Yeah, we've had several scenes of her struggling before we got the one where she was good, so it's one thing it shows fucking practice, whereas... Like you said, Ray's first time using a lightsaber, she just used oh. it with ease. Like, whereas, whereas Sabine's first lightsaber duel that we know of with Shin Hattie, she nearly yeah. fucking died. Oh no! That, that, the thing is, I like that. Don't like the fact is there was that she was try, she tried and she wasn't, she couldn't do it. And and I like that fact. But now that she's gone, this she's gone what, eight episodes, and now she's proficient with it at the end. Mm-hmm. It, it, it should have worked. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be like that. She should still have the struggle that she had when, but the, when the, the top and the fighting all the night troopers off, she's going around killing them all and switching between lightsaber and blaster. They're only they're only stormtroopers though. It's not like, <coughs> dead, like she's, several times she's over. fending off um, 
you know, a, a, a well-trained Jedi warrior. Yeah, I, I, what, what irritates me more is that how come there's only two stormtroopers that have armor that actually does any good? I never understood what, why stormtroopers wear that kit they wear because it never seems to protect them from anything, does it? No. No, it doesn't. It, it just that, you know, Palpatine was a knob and, you know, <clears throat> he put all of his costs on the Death Star. Didn't care about the people for <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I should look into his practices and health and safety, should go around and check his supplies. You, you imagine the Death Star and Grand Design's like, you've sunk more than double the budget already on this massive <laughs> space station. It's got a massive hole in the side of it. Someone could easily blow that up. No, the Family Guy thing was funny when they did the parody and they talk about there's a little hole in the uh, the Death Star and Stewie's just talking about resale value. <laughs> and uh, it was brilliant. But yeah, I, I think this was my only gripe with the whole episode was just this moment. Like she can, she moves a lightsaber. But then what gets me, if you're meant to go unconscious, surely you won't be able to use your power that well because you're going unconscious. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I don't, how what to say. I don't know what to say. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I, it's I, all about creating drama for the scene. You're not. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Yeah. You're not really supposed to overthink a lot of these things on TV shows and, and films and in all fairness. Yeah, I get that. But then when you when you're talking about it, you are going to notice these things. Mm. You are going to you are going to talk about it. You are going to analyze it. And it's just. <sighs> it just. Uh, it, it, it did ruin it for me. It did this episode just seeing that, and I just went, "Oh, for God's sake!" Now she's going to be a force wielder. Yay! <laughs> I wasn't excited. Like, like if it, if it was another character that I genuinely liked, and that was the payoff, then yeah, fucking get in. It'd be great. But it just it was bland. I don't like Sabine anyway. I think Sabine's a very bland character. Yeah, and yeah I, think, I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of this is very much fueled by your already not very strong feelings <laughs> anti Sabine here. It's not anti Sabine. It's just I think she, I, th- I think she's very bland. I do. I think there's there's better characters in the show than her, and it's a. It felt like she was. It did it feel like she was the main character of the show and not actually Ahsoka? For the last couple of episodes, it did. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it felt like. That from the only episode where Ahsoka felt main was episode five. Because episode one is all about Sabine. Episode two is finding Sabine. Three is uh, no four. Sorry, yeah, four is when Sabine bug- get, betrays not betrays her, but you know gives him the map. Mm. Five is all about Ahsoka. Three, I don't really remember what happened in episode three. Uh, that was all about um, Hera's ass. That was the main character in, in a I couple mean, of but, episodes. But one of them. One main character. <laughs> and then six, seven, and eight. Six was all about finding Sabine. Seven, Sabine. Eight, Sabine. Mate, what, it's about Ahsoka, not fucking Sabine, Ren. Yeah, well, I think a lot of, like I said, is like, uh, David Filoni went, I want to make Rebel Season 5. I want to do it in live action. Like, you can't. Okay, Ahsoka will be in it. What's the show going to be called? Uh, I can't call it Rebels. Ahsoka, it's called Ahsoka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's, 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 it's not as bad as the book of Boba Fett in terms of how important the character was. I mean, you look at the book of Boba Fett, it was just Mando season 2.5. Oh, yeah. Whereas this, granted, the case, Soka has the best episode. It has episode five, it's all about her. But at the same time, it just feels like it's very much Sabine, Sabine, Sabine. And I think that's annoying because it feels like you just, if you hadn't watched Rebels and you've seen the Sabine character, it's, she's really annoying 
and if I, cause I'm, I'm going to watch Rebels after this. I'm going to watch Rebels, and I'm going to watch Ahsoka back after. I'll get it all together. Will my perfect? Will my perception of a change? I don't know. <laughs> I think the I think the thing is that Asuka's already uh, a fully <clears throat> fully fleshed out character, and she's she's sort of where she needs to be. Where um, Sabine's got a lot more, uh, you know, a lot more learning and and growth to do, and that's why I suppose it's easier to focus on on her journey of discovering her, you know, her Jedi powers and um, accepting the mistakes and and what have you. Mm. Yeah, and, and that's what I think. I think what, they, what this shows is that instead of, you know, we have to be like a youngling and learn at the temple when you're a child. Basically, this just shows that anybody can be force sensitive and at any age and at any point in your life, you can just say, right, ooh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move this with my hand. It, it's it's, it's mm. stupid that way as well. And they have said before that the force moves are all living things and they did address it in like episode two, like, well, if it's so easy, why doesn't everyone do it? And yeah. like clearly, clearly, other people can be trained in different ways. Like Shin was clearly trained, clearly not in the traditional way by Balin, given what they've implied with our training and everything. Uh, I do agree with about the force pushing onto the star destroyer, but I think I'm like I'm able to figure that because I think it was clearly very important for them to get Ezra, not them, onto the star destroyer, because like a lot of the series, especially with Sabine, has been like, what are they willing to do? to find Ezra and bring him home. And basically, it now flips from them trying to find Ezra to Ezra now being back, but also so is Thrawn. And now, clearly, going forward, they're going to have to try and find a way to get Sabine and Ahsoka back. Yeah, they're, they're in a much worse position than when they started, because, yeah, only Ezra was lost, and at least Thrawn was lost in uh, a galaxy um no one no one could get to and yeah and now and now Franz back only Ezra's made it back and Ahsoka is and, and Sabine uh, to a lesser extent is uh, stranded in this galaxy with no real way of getting back unless it's whales perhaps show up again well, so to say that, I was about to ask that where have the whales gone? There was no explanation as to what no because they had to fuck off didn't they because of that that minefield but did, they, they, did, all see, that, uh, they were getting we blasted, so they yeah they they hyperspaced away, didn't they? I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought that just I, I just thought that Ahsoka and um, Hugh Yang went into the minefield. That was it. They were just gone. No, no, no. The whales were there, and then he's he, Hugh Yang says at least the at least the star whales are giving us cover, and then oh. as soon as he says that, they all they all hyperspace away, and Ahsoka okay. says you have to say something. My my apologies. I just thought it was that the, they just. The whales were just like a non-existent. He's not even fucking watching the program properly. For fuck's sake! More important. <laughs> okay, shut up. Error <laughs> was even in that episode. Exactly. That's why he was a watching. Was. <laughs> no, it's. I just said that, but and also the fact that she's just learned that she's got powers as well, and then she suggests to throw Ezra onto the ship. Now, if that was me in that position, and I was say I was with Scott, and Scott just learned these powers. Scott's not touching me anywhere. He's with the force. He was a bit. To be fair, he was a bit hesitant, and he was sort of taking his time to make up his mind. It's just like, look, we've got a different now, or it's going to get but too far away. But he wasn't, it he wasn't completely convinced, was he? But, I think, but that, that's what makes this worse. The fact is, the ship was getting further away, and yet he still makes it with ease. <laughs> she still throws him pretty far. 
And I'm just, I just went, oh, not again. <laughs> but, um, but then I, I don't want to be all negative about because I, re- I, did, I did. I mean, I only said I didn't like this episode to piss you off, Scott. But I did like this episode. I did. I barred this bit. It was just this this five to five to ten minute window just pissed me off. If I had if I had one great gripe about this episode, it's uh, there's not enough bail on Scarlet. Might have been my oh, don't because that made me I, I teared, mate. It was a great mo- it was a great moment, but I'd have just liked uh, a bit more of him. Yeah, Especially well, considering this is probably the last time we're going to see the late great Ray Stevenson in, in anything, quite possibly. I don't know if there's anything I, else ready to come out that he, he made before he passed. Yeah, there's a posthumous film coming out uh, with Ray Stevenson, and so that'd be the last thing we see. But this is the last like TV show, mm. Ray Stevenson. and it's yeah. it was sad. <laughs> we'll come to we'll come to him in a minute, but I think yeah, that's the only thing that wasn't really fully wrapped up because I think obviously. They couldn't have known that he was he oh, no, no, like that. No. So obviously they were planning to go for than that. But it's a shame because a bit. I don't know what they'll do to explain is will someone else take on the role? No, I have a funny no, I have no, a funny no. feeling they won't do that. So they might just have to explain. Um, no, yeah, what? a comic. I reckon they'll do a comic with it, so they can mm. draw. They can obviously draw Ray Stevenson and put him in it as like the, like the the journey of balance scholar or something like that, or they'll write a book that'll be tied in. But then, not to be horrible with it though, not I, many people. I reckon gonna... he'll become. I reckon he'll become one with some sort of dark energy or, or dark, you know, or some well, dark force type thing. I think that's the only way I, you can do it, really. Now, I know because I was right. <laughs> <laughs> can, can, can I talk about how I was right, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no one said you were. Nobody, well, I th- I, no, well I, nobody here was disagreeing with me. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just like, it was uh, when I saw, because, I mean, you look at at this point, yeah, he could either be going to Middle Earth to find the, the ring, or, <laughs> <laughs> he could, or he's, oh, we know what he's standing on. We know he's standing on the family of three. Mm. And the one that's missing is the daughter, obviously, because. Well, she it was the light side, wasn't she? Yeah, because so. didn't Anakin, Anakin not he drained her life force and give it to Ahsoka, but she sacrificed herself for Ahsoka. I think it was the case of like the son killed the father and like they almost yeah. killed Ahsoka, and then the sister sacrificed her to save Ahsoka. No, it doesn't yeah. mean that the statue wouldn't be there, right? Does it? No, no, so this is yeah, so yeah, like the head's missing, is isn't why, it? From the... Yeah, yeah, no, this is why I don't think it's the daughter. I think this is the mother who is Abaloth because the mother's the mother was all power, all light, all that, and she wanted immortality. So what happens is she goes into a pool uh, that has dark side energies, and she just radiates it, takes all of it in, and becomes this just this monster who is probably the most powerful force user after Legends Luke. I want to say she's immensely powerful, more powerful than Anakin more powerful than uh, Vader and all that. And the the little owl that's there was obviously the owl that the daughter had, I think. And right I think, in the little owl was hers. I think, they said again, it's, I think they said our life force went into this owl because I think they see it at some point in Rebels in the world between worlds. It's heavily yeah, implied. Yeah, they do, time. yeah. Yeah, so either that's following Ahsoka or, but then I, I genuinely do think that um, what he's Balon was going to go, he's fine, Abaloth, because she's 
she was trapped outside of the uh, the galaxy, obviously. And if it is her, I really hope they do it justice. And she's all this all powerful being, but then she does fight Luke. But this is like Legends Luke, who's <laughs> just an absolute maniac. And Luke actually, I think Luke has a lightsaber, a lightsaber whip, or a red lightsaber for this battle. It'd be very intriguing if this, if this red lightsaber is Balan's skulls that he finds. But that'd be a great time. But anyway, so this was just that was a great little thing. But um, I did. He's standing on the fest, isn't he, of the older one? Yeah. And he's looking at some sort of beacon of light, so I'm not sure. Abeloth. Is that meant to be Abeloth or some sort of yeah. some significance? So if, if, if it's the pool where Abeloth went into, so what I'll do is I'll, I'll find off, I'll, I'll find like a little link about it. I don't, know, I don't know much about this Abeloth, yeah. I'll have to admit. I find like a it's like a, it's a like a little thirty to forty five minute like clip thing on YouTube. I'll send it. Yes, yeah, so you can have a little read okay. to about Abeloth. But yeah, she's just incredible. So if that if that is the pool where Abeloth went into and Balon's going to go there, oh, it's going to be incredible. It's, it's a shame it's not going to be Ray Stevenson. And I said I, I did get teared and teary eyed when I saw it because I I'm going to say I didn't really. The most thing I was looking forward to this season, this season in episode eight, was actually find out what he was going to do. Yeah, and they left that as a bit of a they left that as a hanger for season two of the movie. So yeah, um, because you know, uh, right? Yeah, it's a shame because like, yeah, like I, like I said, like it's a shame because they clearly they clearly want to leave that as a big cliffhanger, and then like you said, leave or something else. But also, they couldn't have known what was going to happen. And yeah, I, 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 did, I think the, out of all the rumors I'd heard, like the rumor about it being to do with the family, you know, the, the son, the father, and everything, I thought that was most likely, especially given that, like, there were things like there was a thing you mentioned, additional voices somewhere in the credits, and Sam Whitworth was there who voiced the son in that episode, and a lot of people thought because he was Starkill that that was the whole thing about the Maddox rumors. So it would be cool if they could have like heard the voice of the sun as like a ghost with Sam coming back to voice it. Like a scene like that could have been really cool. Um, I think that I think the saving Sam Whit was live action uh, debut for a film. I don't think yeah. they'll that they'll do it in the the film that Filoni's doing. Mm-hmm. And I know there's all talks about that the, the Clone Wars movie is going to be there. If they're going to do that, Sam Whit has to be more. If Sam Whit was not more. It's it's a travesty because like they had that cameo in Solo where it was like Ray Parton doing the physical, but Sam Whitworth did the voice. So he said like he recorded the voice, Ray heard the, what the lines, then did a version of it physically, and then Sam dubbed it again over it. So they could basically try and do a, a mix of that again. But then can can Sam Whitworth do the physicality the physicality stuff like? Um... Oh, what, you just said his name. Fuck it, I just... Ray Park. Can he do that? I could try and find a way for like the more physical aspects of the fight to swap in for Ray and then have him do the more dialogue-heavy parts. Because mm. yeah. Ray, Ray's like a pro... Ray Park, that's why he was chosen for it, because he was a proper martial artist who could really wield um, things like the double lightsaber because George Lucas wanted it to look as realistic as possible. That's why, you know, he... he he booked him for the part, basically. I'm yeah, I think that, just can't do that crap. I think the story. I think the story goes that like he was working with the, the stunt corner that Lucas hired to come up with a new lightsaber style because he wanted to look more 
acrobatics because it's never really the Jedi at their peak. And so the guy sent my video of him practicing the style with Park, and Lucas loved it so much. So I went, that that's our mall there. Did, yeah. yeah, didn't trust you didn't trust him enough to let him do the voice. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's that Peter Serafinovich, right? That's it. In, yeah, yeah. I was shocked at Peter Serafinovich. Um. But yeah, don't, so also sh- just talk about Shin as well. Talk about, we've talked about Bale. I'll talk about Shin. So obviously she goes to the where the mercenaries are, ignites a lightsaber and just puts it in the air. And I felt underwhelmed by that. Like I wanted, I wanted more of what Shin and Bale are going to do. If you, if, you know, yeah, I yeah. It's clear that she's going to align herself for those mercenaries. But um, yeah, yeah they've been nice to have a little bit more of them, perhaps. Yeah. Um, but can 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 I can I talk about when I cried? Yeah. So obviously they talk about they're, they're looking to the distance with the seal. There's still there's still the hyperspace stuff there from when Thrawn buggers off, and and we see force we see force goes Anakin again. Yeah. Watching over Ahsoka, and it's a yeah, it is a really nice moment. And oh, it makes even more sense that he was swapped in the Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. and also he's got his Jedi Master robes on as well, and mm. he just he's had that little smile at the end, and it just it made me feel sad because if this is the last we see of Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker, um, I just want to say Disney have done the best job ever in making fans appreciate yeah. Hayden Christensen because con in a character. Because <laughs> you look at it, he was he was laughed at, he was abused for his portrayal of Anakin, and. When he come back as Vader for the Kenobi thing, people loved it. And then when he come back as just seeing him as Anakin, oh, I I don't think I don't say it's not really. It's a really weird thing for me to say because it's a fictional character and he's not real. But I don't think I love a character more than Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader. I just it's just the I think it's the best written thing ever. The uh, tragedy, yeah. the eternal, the eternal shit with them. It's why. I love it, and I've I've got like a Darth Vader shrine. I don't care. I don't. People come around and go, Ooh, "What's that?" I love that character. He's just uh, yeah. the reason the character has um, lasted for over forty years. Yeah, yeah. It was just, um, yeah. I've seen so many people com- comparing it because, like, she's walking off into the distance as he as ghost appears. A lot of people comparing it to that shot of her walking away from him. Um, and you see the back of Anakin's head, like when she leaves the Jedi Temple in season five of Clone Wars, and the idea like she's walking away both times, but like, it's very different, and that she's she's in a better place this time, even though she's stranded. That she's in a better place after everything she's gone through. And last time yeah. she left Anakin, and the whole thing about them being stranded there, because it looks like they're going to finally catch up to it. But it feels like they're on this whole time, like you've been throwing little di- distractions in their way. It's like uh, I let them get close enough, but not clo- not. They're not close enough that they can stop us, and he just revels. Care him patching through, it's like him kind of bragging right before he escapes, and it does feel very much like I think we we talked about it before that we thought this might be a case that it's very much a Thanos at the end, like the bad guy won, even though Ezra got back, the bad oh, guy yeah, kind oh, of won. Don't make no mistake, but Thrawn won this by. He, I love the little speech he goes. I knew the Prince of Anakin Skywalker would, uh, you know would do this and it's a shame we haven't met because I, I think that I, I'm looking forward to that meeting when Ahsoka and Thrawn finally meet yeah, and, he calls her a formidable opponent and everything yeah mm. the, the, the Prince of I, 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 see, I knew the Prince of Anakin Skywalker would be a formidable opponent 
but you lose, I win. And when he bolts out of hyperspace and it finally cards on what the cargo actually is, and they've gone to Dathomir. Yeah. He's got a, he's got like an infinity. He's kind of in, an infinite army because mm-hmm. they're all they're all stormtroopers in the uh, the Umbrite. Mm-hmm. They're all stormtroopers in their coffins. Yeah, they oh, yeah, probably I've been, are. I've been, right. I've been saying like, this they must, for they must they must be. Yeah, I I thought we I I thought we'd say about taking on cargo. I was thinking, right, okay, he's got his rum, he's got some beef, makes <laughs> uh, <laughs> some goats, some new clothes, but no, it's just dead people. How many died? <laughs> it's a big ship, and it's been ten years. Clearly, a lot of people died. I'm, I'm surprised, though, that yeah, you know, clearly many were going to die. I'm surprised that they never resorted to eating each other. I think they did. Would you? Okay, so would you say the uh, Captain Enoch is a night trooper? Do you think he's a zombie, or do you think he's just normal? I think he's probably normal if he's if he's his trusted um, sort of second in command. To be fair. Yeah. Because yeah, he speaks, yeah. and the other ones you don't hear them really speak that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, he's. T- I mean, I, I'm still. I just love that mask. I love that helmet so much. I can't. Yeah. Well, I do I, now. I, At first, I found it a bit creepy, but I have got. I have gotten used to it now. I can't wait to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> but, again, I think I said earlier about like forgiving, like Ezra having the holster being pushed on because he had to get on the ship. Because we do have that emotion one where he's reunite with Hera, which. The ship docking, but this time really on that is actually someone they can trust is like almost like a matter of like Shin and Balin's introduction scene right at the start yeah. of the series. And plus, like before, when like, oh, you guys say Thrawn is coming back, we have no proof. Like Ezra Bridger probably died years ago, and now they've got proof. Like, look, Ezra Bridger is here, he's alive and well, and he can prove that Thrawn is back and show them like the threat is very much real. See, I wouldn't be happy seeing Ezra because I know full well why Ezra's mm. back. Thinking, mm-hmm. right, okay, you're here, but you've just unleashed an army upon the galaxy again. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I love that it was um, the Drock. Yeah, I'm terrible with names today, but I love that he recognised Ezra. Well, and he yeah. went to yeah, and, but I will say that I was very upset that we didn't get a shot. But you know that that that's by and by. You know, just, <laughs> I had, I've, I've had my fill. Reese was there waiting, something in hand, box of tissues by the side of him. No, 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 no. I was going to stab it, but I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, the, the tissues were clearly very much for the Anakin scene, and just yeah, yeah, of course, of course they were. Yeah, no, 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 no. they generally were. Like, I, 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 I think I used like four or five. I cried that I, I I don't know what it is. I just I think it was the sheer happiness in Simon the scene mm. that he's been vindicated, Hayden Christensen. I just went, mm. <laughs> I'm a 28-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I crying over this thing? But no. Uh, yeah. The baddie said that he got away. Uh, no, Ezra I happily got away. He got away. Okay. I like the fact that the bad guy won. Mm-hmm. I love that I love the fact that yeah. because every show you watch, oh the good guy always wins. No, this was amazing that the bad guy actually won. That's probably yeah. why uh, Empire, Empire and Revenge of the Sith are my two two of my favourite Star Wars films because mm-hmm. I just do like to see the bad guys win for a change. God, that's why yeah. I like Infinity War more than Endgame because Thanos actually wins. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and also, but, like, oh, Iron Man does. 
No, I think it became very apparent as we were getting further close, like closer to the finale. Like this is not the definitive end here. Like there's so, so much to come. So it was weird to how to approach this. But in my personal opinion, yeah, there are some things I could also nitpick. Maybe not as strongly as you, Reese, but I understand why you feel the way that you do. But I think in terms of what's going to lead to, I think this is the best possible finale we could have got, especially with Floney and everything at the helm and. I definitely think if you look back on this, like say a year from now, when there's like more like Mando or whatever else is released to kind of this universe that will lead to the to the movie. Looking yeah, back on it, a lot of this might make a lot more sense. It'd be interesting if there is a second series, or if it just goes straight to a to a movie after the next series of um, Mandalorian. No, I think I think go straight to a film. I think don't don't dilute the film with another series. I think if you want to keep if you want to keep the film hot and keep the film full of that, you you go through it, or you do like a, a special something like that. Don't do a full blown series. But um, I know that mm-hmm. I, I, I told you guys the rankings for like, the whole season. Uh, I've got like because uh, we saw the I think Scott sent the rankings yesterday from Ron yeah, to Mark. Yeah, I was going I was gonna actually say before we do our whole like episode range, which we all we always do. I was yeah. gonna say about I was gonna read out those and then see what ones we change. So. The actual Rotten Tomatoes scores for the, the series are episode 1, 95%, episode 2, 100%, episode 3, 84%, episode, te, episode, episode 3, 84%, episode 4, 100%, episode 5, 85%, episode 6, 100%, every, episode 7, 88%, and this one, the finale got 100%. Now, before we get to what we think there, the fact that every second episode, like the even-numbered ones, all 100, and also... 84% is the lowest it went for an entire series run. It's still very impressive. It really, it really is, yeah. Oh, no. I, I, I disagreed with, I mean, because I sent my thing, I disagreed with, I think, majority of it. I think the one that really, really irked me was episode five, getting 85% when it's yeah, just... Yeah, I thought that'd be a lot stronger, to be honest, because I mean, everyone seems to be, you know, on X and other social medias, everyone seems to be raving about that episode, so it's surprising it isn't higher. If you got Star Wars fans to rank it, they would rank it higher than what it is, but it was just it was just stupid, that's the fact that we got that, but um, I had mine, I, I could just quickly say mine. Uh, okay. One, two... Well, I had an 85% because I just, yeah. Three was 80 because. Four was 90%. Five, 10,000%. <laughs> Six was 80. Seven, 88. Eight was 94. And I think I, I, maybe I was a bit harsh with like, you know, the, eight, the 85 is a lot, but I, I think that's where I have it. Um, What about you two? Hey, Carl, you go first. I mean, I'd be, I'd be ninety at least for the first two. I really enjoyed the first two. I don't, don't understand what people's problems are, and especially, I especially love the fact that the end of the second episode mirrors the the end of Rebels with that you know little bit with Sabine and the the Muriel and um, Ahsoka meeting her there. I thought that was quite a nice. I thought that was a really nice touch. Uh, episode episode three that's probably around 80 i think three and four could have just been combined for one episode to be honest it's like hmm we've, we've already got we've already got seven episodes what <laughs> we need to, eight's a better number we'll just cut this one in half <laughs> you'd have a nice round number 
Yeah, seven's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, three, three's probably about eighty. Um, eighty, probably about eighty-five for four. As as Rhys says, five, five's one hundred percent easy. Um, the one after five, six, that would be um, that would probably, I'd probably say about eighty-five. 190 for that. It's not the best episode, but the whole the whole Thrawn thing is just amazing. His introduction to yeah. the to live action is just uh, it's one of my favourite scenes. It is absolutely amazing. And then I'd, I'd give the um, seven, probably about 85, and this one probably 90, probably about 95. I did I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, it was hard for me for episodes one and two because because they came out at the same time and so easily it flew in like you see Sabine getting injured at the start of the first one and then you immediately see her waking up at the start of the second one. If I had to, I'd say maybe about eighty five for episode two and then ninety a ninety percent or ninety five percent for episode one. Yeah, about eighty or so percent for episode three. I I agree with. I think I'd say. 90 for episode 4, 95 for episode 4, uh, 100 for episode 5. Good boy. 85 for episode 6, because that's being held up a lot by the Thrawn introduction and little yeah. else. Hmm. Earned 80 or so for 7. I'd, I'd say around, but yeah, about a 95 for, for episode 8. So there's a lot of strong episodes in there. I think overall, right, getting given that we're all agreeing around the 90 or so range, or even 85 is like the lowest some of us would go down to. It shows overall, when you look at the season as a whole, the, the season as a whole is very strong narratively, I think. And I think, I, I can only guess, I haven't really looked into it, but I can only guess maybe some people would have made episode 5 100% if they did what we thought they were going to do, make the whole episode within that world between worlds and not have the scenes where it's constantly coming back to like Jason staring at the water and whatever. No, because I got to see Hera's ass, so that's why it bumped it to ten thousand percent. Who's just being honest? Yeah, look, look I say this: they they knew for a while what they were they were doing with that. I'm sorry, the opening scene is literally a camera panning up. Yeah, you and McGregor was definitely doing second unit directing. <laughs> it's the only explanation. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's behind the camera going, hello there. <laughs> oh, I bet he does. <laughs> his penis goes, hello there. And he ignites his lightsaber. He's thr- no, stop, stop. We're not doing, we're not doing Behave. Star Wars. We're not doing Star Wars porn fiction. Um, but no, I, I would say this. It's not the best finale thing of Star Wars series. That's still Kenobi. The ending to Kenobi is just beautiful. With Vader and Mm. Kenobi fighting and Anakin renouncing blame to Obi-Wan. And that needs to to stay one season as well. I mean, that's, that's created enough. That's created enough sort of plot holes with certain things and stuff. Yeah. The second one will just just ruin it. Yeah, but I I, 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 I love I, that ending I, though. Just yeah, I love I, that. It was a perfect ending. It sort of came full circle. He's back there watching over Luke. How he's supposed, you know, how he's supposed to be. And mm. um, yeah, it, it doesn't need to be expanded on any more than that. Yeah, he's. I'd say it's the best finale since uh, Kenobi. 
because like Mando season it's three, almost as good as Andor. So correct. Oh, not start. quite, not quite, but it's near, nearly. Oh, I will like, mute you. I, I, I will mute you. <laughs> I can I can understand people disagreeing about the ratings for some of these percentage wise, or some people like having the opinions that you have these aspects of this finale and everything. And like the people who I know who didn't weren't any rebels who really didn't like this episode and had some strong feelings about the, the series, and that's fine because perception is different. But I cannot abide by these people on Twitter and on Facebook said, "So guys, what was better, Ahsoka or Andor? Let's have a discussion about this." Like. There is no discussion. It's Ahsoka. That gif yeah. alone of the three different lightsabers and then finding out the night trippers. That gif alone is more entertaining than than eighty percent of Andor. That is Star oh. Wars to me. I mean, you even so, put off watching the last few episodes of Andor. I mean, I felt like it was just I was just like, I have to watch it. No, I gave up we, we, I gave up four episodes. I can't I just I didn't like casting Andor and Rogue One. Why do I want to watch an episode, a show yeah, about Cass? He's not, he's not a great character, is he? He's like a, no. He really isn't. He's a whiny Spanish man. I've watched and the watched... only reason he doesn't... The only reason he doesn't go ahead of assassinating um, Matt Mickelson's character, I forget his name now, is because he, he, he knows Jin won't shag him. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's well, the only reason he battles it. All he is... <laughs> Well, he's a whiny Spanish man. Now, I watch Formula One. Fernando Alonso is the only Spanish, whiny Spanish man I want to see. <laughs> I, mean, I, also, don't about, I don't care about Cassian Andor. He keeps getting into these like dangerous situations and everything. Like, yeah, it's one thing watching a prequel where you know what happens to a character later on in the film or so they're actually in. But we know what happens to Andor. I don't care that much then. So why do I care? Like, I, I know I can't invest in these life or death situations he gets in because I know he's not going to die. Exactly. It, it, I think that's what kind of ruins the, the, the prequel shows is, you know, it's going to happen. It's kind of like what, you know, that even like in theory, yeah, Vader should have killed Kenobi. Yeah. Vader should have killed him at the Kenobi because he was something more powerful. But you know full well that he couldn't because he would ruin four, five, and six. And it was just annoying yeah. something. Like, yeah, like, I mean, so technically, annoying. technically, like, technically, like Sabine and Ezra could easily get the. They're not going to die because the main characters. Technically, given that Rebels has already happened, they could have died at some point. Ahsoka, you knew, was not going to die or anything, but they could have, or Hera could have died because, like, nah. you don't, you, like, case, like, this is a continuation, so you don't, it's not a case, not a case of, like, oh, we're building something that's already come out, so they could have died because they've already got all this history. Whereas, like you said, if it's set before then, then yeah, you know they're not going to die. We protect Hera with our lives, Scott. So you dare make him say, dare make Just using him. as an example. Oh, you agony. You're going to give him nightmares now. You are. Yeah, I'm I, I, do love, you. I do love, like I said to you, Carl, we were joking about this before when I mentioned this whole discussion that's going around between Andor and Ahsoka. Like, the, we don't even dig a, get a whole episode to Andor. That's how much we didn't like it. And yet, we keep finding ways <laughs> in, in episodes do mention it and then set aside some five minutes or so to fucking trash it. So I think we've talked about not liking Andor more than we talked about like anything else. It's living, it, it's living in our heads rent free. It, it, it is. It is. <laughs> and right. when season what? two comes out, it's going to get worse. Oh, fuck. I'm not, even, I'm not watching season two. Fuck it. I'm just not. No. So what, do, okay then. So what do we rank, uh, what do we rate this series as a whole then? What would you give a whole percentage for this series, Scott? Um, go Oh, I'll say I'll say ninety percent overall. 
Yeah. Carl? I'd say 95, actually. I'm, I'm leaning towards 95. I mean, I think, you know, no, I'm going to go in the middle. 93 and a half. Oh, it, 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 would have been, it would have been 100, but there wasn't enough love cat in it. Yeah, yeah. Reese is saying so far on the fence, he's got fucking spiders right up his arse. <laughs> but, like, I, I, like, episode seven and three, I think, like, you had to, those kind of episodes which had some, they weren't entertaining enough to watch, but you definitely knew those episodes were placed in there to build to more exciting episodes. So, mm. on that alone, uh, I had to give it like around a 90 or so percent. Not enough to go up to 95, but I still think it's higher than I'd rate most things we've probably reviewed over the course of this show. You've got to appreciate you need these build-up episodes, Scott. I mean, you can't just go straight into action all the time. You've got to, you know, you've got to get to your destinations and get to your big standoff. And I understand that. And I understand that. And I appreciate that I'm only doing one or two every so often in this, and not doing what Walking Dead used to do, which was one big episode ending a cliffhanger, and then three episodes of nothing, because all the characters were separated across different periods, and then back to the main story. Well, the main problem... Yeah, the main problem for a lot of these shows on the networks is they've got to have... They all, they, you know, they have these twenty-two order episodes, so you've got to have a lot of filler episodes to... to, 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 to pad it all out, haven't you? That's, that's, that's the trouble. Yeah, which no, is why I'm right. Which is why I'm right to complain because it's a streaming service and they can have as many episodes as they want. Yeah, exactly. As much filler. So there you go. I am. I am vindicated. No, because they only had eight, and you still you've got to get to where you're going. But at least when you only have eight episodes, you don't have to have. You're fine. No, I'm not, shit, not shitting. I'm not shitting on. It. I'm just saying. Like, I'm still worried that ninety percent. Stop arguing. Because then you'd be moaning. Oh, they've got to here. Oh. All of a sudden, how did they get to there? Because. Because you didn't want the because you didn't want the episode where it builds up to it. Because I swear to God, I'm gonna bend you both over my knee in a minute and smack your bottoms. Stop Ooh, arguing, please. Is that a threat or a promise? <laughs> don't threaten Carl with a good time. <laughs> good. Later, Carl. Um, <laughs> where where are the stockings again? I know, no, no. Everyone knows. Oh, it's been it's been fun though. It's been hell of a ride though talking about yeah. Ahsoka. No, and thank you for having me on. I genuinely yeah, well, thank you for three, for four episodes because we forgot me. But uh, <laughs> well, 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 one of them you you couldn't be on for. So I be, I, I was I was ill, but no, thank you for forgetting about me. And yeah, uh, no problem. That's yeah, cool. No, genuinely, I really enjoyed because not I just say, it's nice to talk about something that I, I love and I like talking about with Star Wars and. It was just so much. funny on the chat when Reese says, oh, I'll, I'll watch the episode. I'm going to watch the episode. I'll be ready. And it's got what episode? Oh, <laughs> mate, I read it and I thought, and I thought oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I don't think I'll come across too bitchy when Scott went off. <laughs> <forgot>. Okay. <laughs> so, I, sat, I, I sat there, yeah. My, I put my hand, phone in my hand and I went, we've already done it. And I went, what? Pasta! No, no, no. Better. What did you I went. Our souls are recording without me. A load of pricks. I went. I didn't went. I'm not talking to him anymore. If they ask me to do it, I'm saying no. <laughs> we did genuinely feel bad about it. Good. 
You assholes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I am looking forward to the more. I, I, I will say that I'm looking forward to do the rank, the rank bank again. Though. Mm. Can't wait to do that again. When, when, yeah. when, do, when do we tell him we've already recorded that, Scott? I'm going to beat you. Oh. Yeah, I'll, 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 I know where you live now. And I know what I got to do is to find the smell of piss in Glasgow to find Scott. So <laughs> you have to fight through at least 30 fucking ICW fans before you got to me if you were following the fists. Oh, no, I say that. I, I, I like Glasgow. I've been there a couple of times and it's actually quite nice. Yeah, well, don't be in a rush to come back. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, no, I'm paying 150 quid to come back to Glasgow. You're all right. <laughs> <laughs> Good, we managed to keep him at bay for now. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll, you'll, if editing goes well, you guys are hearing us on a Friday, which means that the next thing that me and Carl are going to talk about is already out there, and it's Loki season two. And I think, with, I think the next couple of weeks is going to be great because even though we're not going to talk about Gen V till much later on, getting both Gen V and Loki on the same day for the next couple of weeks is absolutely superb. But yeah. So, so then, the biggest problem will be what do the fuck I watch first? Uh-huh. Well, you can't great problem to have. You're that old, you can't watch two in one day, can't you? Oh, I know, yeah, that's the trouble. I mean, it depends. <laughs> you, you probably watch two in one day if you watch Loki first. If you watch Gen V first, something heavy or it's going to happen, something graphic's going to happen, you're like, I need to have a lie down before I watch Loki. <laughs> well, because I'm so old and dementia's creeping in, I'll, I'll just confuse the two and they'll bleed into each other and I'll be like, Loki was on Gen V. <laughs> Loki, Loki got smaller, wanked a man off. When did they cast Clancy Brown in Loki season two? They killed them off after one episode. <laughs> <laughs> Homelander? Is that you, said Loki? <laughs> <laughs> but going forward, because it comes in a Friday, me and Carl are going to get to go record on a Monday, which means hopefully you'll be hearing funny and easy on a Tuesday for the next six or so weeks. But we are going to keep our recording on over about a Thursday night uh, between the three of us going for at least a couple of weeks because you know we're taking advantage of the availability that we still have for the next couple of weeks. And we're going to try and bulk record a few rank banks. Uh, the first one, our priority being uh, one on the boys' characters in celebration of Gen V and we're also probably going to do a Star Wars one because well we can't talk enough about Star Wars on this podcast nope. feed. No, it's no, true. No, no. no, I'm, I'm going to do the, the Star Wars one it's going to be films and TV shows so that'll mm. be a really good one to do so I, I can't wait uh, but no I'm, I'm, I don't want to do Loki because I, I yeah I'm just going to watch it and I'll also leave you two to it because you two together are wonderful people and this is not a script that I've been given. I mean, this is uh, <laughs> you two are wonderful together and I, I've, I've, I honestly, thank you so much for having me on for this. It, 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 I've, I, look for, I look forward to doing these, so thank you. Brilliant. Oh, cool. pleasure, pleasure to have you, Reese. Yes, definitely. We don't read off scripts. Pause for Carl to speak. Oh, damn it, I read the same <laughs> directions again. <laughs> 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 We really appreciate you having here, Reese Scott says softly. <laughs> oh shit, I did it again. <laughs> Reese, tell Scott to fuck off. Fuck off, Scott. Outside of right back, have either of you got anything you want to talk about uh, that you've got cooking uh, or stuff that you're recording within the Rugapings sphere? I have uh... nothing. Might be oh, a yeah. football pod in the works if we can get it scheduled. It's just really hard to get. Both Lee and me and Nathan scheduled on the same evening. Yeah, I, I 
Uh, it's, it's kind of one of the reasons why I don't do it anymore because it's like we'll do it this day and then it comes up with oh I have to go for a walk or I have to have a wank or it's I have to take my pills and Nathan's the worst one he's always got a last minute reason he can't part yeah oh I'm working late oh my mum's come round oh my dog's thrown up well, I, I, no, I can't say that one I'll tell you I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you for quite a while I'm going to say um, <laughs> but yeah no I've, I've got nothing planned um, the only ones I've got planned is rank bank with you guys because as Scott said in a couple of weeks I'm I'm not going to be available to do podcasts for a while so um, Reese will my, be the father I will <laughs> enjoy, en- enjoy my lovely voice for a while so then I'm going to go away into the darkness and cry <laughs> 18 years of ha- I mean bless my wife's yeah. race <laughs> mate you should no, if you should paint us with 18 months old I have looked into tree houses and the, the trends <laughs> I buy my flat it's very very good for <laughs> tree houses so don't phone social services on me I love my child with all of that <laughs> oh well Stay tuned for Rank Bank and all sorts of other goodness coming to to Rugged Pagans. I can't remember any of my plugs. Being Paul's recording schedule is very inconsistent. We pre-recorded, so I can't remember if it's out yet. So stay tuned. Scott <laughs> Brown Pockets available on every down the Rugged Pagans feed, wherever you get your pockets with a late rating review on your platform or choice. We're very professional here. Follow Rugged Pagans at Rogan Square Pagans on Twitter or Instagram. Follow me at Scott McLean 1986. Follow him. Uh, R. Saunders, I think it is. Carl underscore five. Yeah, nice. Carlos underscore fire 80 at SP Rambling. The other guys also have Twitters. Follow them if you want to have weird things in your DMs. Uh, thank you, everyone. And, you know, agreeing on what what percentage to give an episode of Ahsoka is not easy, much like Bodden, but it's a little bit easier when you've got guys like Carl and Reese by your side. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> thank That's you. Very much. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye.